Welcome to Risk Roundup. Massive digital disruption is on its way. With the help of digital infrastructure, digital innovators from across nations, its government, industries, organizations, academia, and individuals, in short referred to as NGIOAI, are bringing bold and forward-looking digital disruption in not only cyberspace, but also geospace and space, in short referred to as CGS. The CGS disruption is at a scale and pace no nation or any of its component is simply prepared for. This is a cause of great concern. This disruption concern as to who will disrupt and who will be disrupted, where would the disruption come from and when, is today's dire dilemma for each and every decision maker across nations, its government, industries, organizations, and academia, in short, referred to as NGIOA. Now, for any entity across NGIOA, everything and everyone today can be characterized as disruptive, or if they aren't disruptive yet, it's only a matter of time before it becomes so. The digital global age and the rapidly emerging technological superconversions is disrupting each and every entity across NGIOA, its processes, its tools and technologies, the way we do things, bank, shop, learn, manage, finance, govern, socialize, and so on. This ongoing digital disruption is forcing everyone across NGIOA to strategize for its very survival and sustainability. Now, when each entity across NGIOA is facing digital disruption, there is a need to understand the current state of entities and initiatives in cyberspace, geospace, and space, and what is the necessary, what is the necessity to reach the desired digital state in CGS in terms of ideas, innovations, investment, approach, organizations, tools, technologies, operations, processes, and so on. Now, the forces of digital disruption are bringing down established governance, business, and management models and are magnifying the significance of digital global age and its competencies and thereby initiating the customer-centric information age. No matter where we look from and where we look at, digital disruption is inevitable. But different forces within and across NGIOA means the pace of change will vary by nation, by its industries, and by its actors. So how to disrupt or how to respond if your entity sector or industry is being disrupted? To discuss this further, I'm delighted to welcome Sean Klender from Chief Outsiders. Welcome, Sean. We are delighted to have you on Risk Roundup. Thank you. Glad to be here. Wonderful, Sean. So as the digital transformation is becoming the ultimate challenge of a digital global age, it impacts not only the current structures or of entities across NGIOA and its strategic positioning, but all levels of an entity. That means every task, every activity, process, model, and its interconnectedness and interdependencies, and its extended supply chain as well as ecosystem. So how complex is the digitization, digitalization challenge from your perspective? Yeah, as, as technology, <laughs> data that we now have access to continuously evolve. Uh, it presents a great challenge for entities to adapt to. Uh, a popular term that I, I use is, is called digital Darwinism to explain this. What that means is that human behavior and technology evolve so quickly that entities are always behind 
in the identification and implementation of technologies to stay ahead and to remain competitive. In addition, uh, with the changes in technologies, the amount of data that we can now collect on customer movements, buying patterns, information accessibility, and so much more, the data drives changes internally within organizational structures, as well as go-to-market strategies to remain competitive. So technology advances, uh, uh, moves at such a faster pace than organizations' ability to change with it. That is very true. That is very true. It is just very difficult for human mind to cope up with the rapid pace of innovations. And that is uh, uh, something, you know, that everyone is concerned about across nations that how to train, how to train the human mind to adapt quickly to these rapid, you know, technological advances. Now, the digital technologies of a digital global age are about survival and sustainability as they help develop the much needed alertness adjustment, adaptation to create better or new opportunities in cyberspace, geospace and space. Now it is the ability to adapt quickly to the changes brought on by digital technologies of the digital global age that emerges as a vital necessity and capability for digital transformation or digital disruption. So you are from the marketing industry, you are a chief marketing officer. How is marketing industry adapting to this new global age reality? Now, marketing is one of the functions within organizations that are seeing the, the biggest shift in terms of adapting to the strategic approach to remain competitive. Uh, and it's primarily driven by two different factors. How technology has drastically changed consumer behavior, as well as what technologies are available to manage marketing activities and collect vital customer data. So marketing has to, to recognize that traditional marketing efforts are not as effective as they used to be. And it's driven um, by the amount of company and product information that's available at our fingertips through online media. Because of social media and the ability for consumers to publish information quickly, uh, organizations no longer have comprehensive control over their own product and service messaging. So we in marketing have had to make significant shifts in our go-to-market strategies and the digital technology used to monitor online activities by consumers. Consumers tend to trust other consumers' reactions to product and services more than they do traditional advertising, which is why we've seen uh, a shift away from traditional practices that are just not that effective. And what it really means is that consumers are now taking themselves through the majority of the sales process before ever interacting well, with the company itself. Um, so we can collect so much data on customer interactions and behaviors, and it drives significant constant shift in our marketing strategies. So rather than mass market approaches, we now have the ability to use data to drive deeper segmentation that communicates to unique customer needs. Yes, that is a big shift that we are seeing that, you know, consumers are driving this uh, uh, trend now and it's uh, companies or businesses are no longer in control of you know uh, promoting their products and services so that is a big shift now for a successful digital transformation each and every entity within and across NGIOA must learn to forget old ways of thinking and old ways of doing things to uncover how the digital technology 
can help them disrupt and find new ways of doing things to overtake competitors in cyberspace, geospace, and space across nations and its geographical boundaries. Because now everything you know is at play. We can get innovation that could come from anywhere in the world that would rapidly disrupt or you know displace what we have currently and establish business model or establish business. And that is a big change for any and all you know industries to go through. Now, where do you see marketing industry focusing to benefit from digital disruption and transformation? If you are you know a chief marketing officer within an enterprise or the marketing professionals that are helping any organization do things you know externally. In today's digital age, we, we as marketers and organizations really have no choice but to react as quickly as we can. Um, and, and we need to react so that we can adopt a, a major competitive strategy, and, and digital is one way that we can drive that. And the marketing industry is, is moving quickly to embrace the increased use of customer data, to understand shifts in product and service needs, the paths that customers are taking to identify offerings and purchase, and the most effective way to distribute marketing messages in a fast and targeted way. Digital technology also gives us as marketers more innovative and creative ways to develop marketing campaigns. And there's data out there that, uh, that shows over a 40 year period, the average consumer uh, was exposed to around 500 advertisements per day. Today, that's well over 5,000 advertisements per day. And it means that, that we must use digital technology to create really innovative ways to increase customer reaction to our promotional activities. We could use a wide variety of digital methods to be noticed in a uh, media-saturated world and use those methods to continue to increase every day. So marketers that understand, use, and test different methods will ultimately win the competitive battle for consumer attention. Yes, that is a good point, you know, and uh, it is just a very different kind of marketing professionals that uh, I, I believe the NGIO entities need at this point. Now, while digitization, digitalization can help speed the development of new ideas, new innovation, new products and services, the disproportionately rapid adaptation and adoption of digital technologies is likely going to disrupt traditional governance management and business models and create very complex security risks. Which traditional models from your perspective are at risk and how is the marketing industry addressing it? I mean, irrespective of what industry or what sector we are looking at. And I work with a lot of organizations and from an internal standpoint, where I see the, the traditional model at risk is what we normally look at as a sales silo and a marketing silo. And um, there's traditionally been a divide between both of those functions. Um, and, and it's looked quite different and those lines are now being blurred between sales and marketing. So while, while sales functions used to have ownership of a customer all the way through its entire life cycle, um, from introduction to sales close, marketing functions now need to adapt to owning the customer relationship through the entire cycle. And because consumers are, are managing themselves through the sales cycle digitally today, marketing now retains ownership over the digital relationship. This means a much closer partnership with sales to ensure a clear understanding 
of responsibilities related to the entire life cycle. So the biggest shift that organizations need to make is how they're defining their sales and marketing functions and how digital is really changing that and shifting the responsibility over to marketing. Yes, that is that is a very uh, very good point that you made there. How do you see the blurring lines also with the PR function across you know entities? I, I am, yeah, across uh, several different entities. I'm seeing that it really is affecting sales and marketing, and many of those teams are being combined. Um, and new leadership is now being looked for in terms of do you have marketing and sales leadership and how do both of the strategic approaches, how does that overlay on top of a digital strategy? So how we sell today has changed from a one-to-one face-to-face relationship building activity to how are we managing relationships online and then driving them through a digital sales process. Yes, yes. Now each and every entity across NGIO, we need to carefully walk the path towards digitization or digitalization with a very specific strategy to channel its strengths and mitigate its imminent digital disruption challenges. Now, you said that, you know, sales and marketing are the lines of that are blurring now, but how involved are marketing professionals in helping the entities respond to this, you know, security threats that are coming their way? One of the, one of the uh, terms that we refer to within Chief Outsiders is the big M versus the little M. And the big M refers to an executive level marketer, such as a chief marketing officer. And the little M refers to staff level marketing professionals who manage the tactical execution uh, that supports the overall business and marketing strategy. Now, from a CMO perspective, um, we have a seat at the executive table and are responsible for strategically identifying and responding to threats, uh, and that's essential for organizations, and it's a, it's a key role at the executive table in, in, in managing and responding to those threats. Any executive marketer uh, must continuously monitor threats and be able to design strategies to respond and react quickly. Uh, and executive level marketers need to need to have good strategic thinking skills, top-notch leadership abilities, and understand how digital technology impacts their markets and businesses, and then translate that into actionable shifts for their organizations. So CMOs must recognize that they are the drivers of this process and responsible for working with the rest of the executive team to align the organization and execute quickly. Yes, yes. Now, let's you know, just talk about any single organization. It doesn't matter uh, which industry or sector it represents. How do you see the digital disruption impact any single entity? You know, and what are the different areas that could be impacted from your you know, perspective? Yeah, digital disruption, it's a big term these days, and it's impacting everything from governments to different industries, organizations, and academia in significant ways. Um, Governments have to be extremely sensitive to how data is protected, and so do organizations. Uh, The protection of data has become a major concern for all entities, as well as how quickly digital evolution is impacting the sophistication of nations, governments, and organizations. And as an executive of a marketer working with many different organizations, data protection of detailed and sensitive market and customer information is vital to ongoing business success. 
And I'm also in the academia sector. Um, I teach digital marketing to MBA students at a local graduate school. And how they learn and how we teach has also been impacted. And I'm continuously revising my curriculum to adapt to the constant change in digital, but also how this affects learning environments. Teaching and learning virtually is in big demand these days, and we're challenged to use digital technology to increase the learning experience rather than detract from it um, from an in-class experience as compared to an in-class experience. Yes, yes. Now, it seems that the way marketing professionals or any marketing department, irrespective of whether it's in a university or, you know, if the marketing department within an organization or corporation or any initiative engages and interacts in cyberspace, geospace and space. And the way they interact is dramatically changing as we have been talking for last uh, few minutes. Now, like all industries, marketing is also seeing a move from traditional marketing to digital marketing. The way we used to market, you know, commercials and all that, it's drastically changing. So how is the marketing industry addressing the digital disruption and how are they preparing themselves? So I, I believe the, the shift um, in marketing is really being driven by a change in consumer behavior. Um, and digital has, as I mentioned earlier, has really shifted how uh, they interact with companies, brands, products, and services. And uh, this reduction in the success of traditional marketing uh, is really because of how we're going to connect ourselves digitally to, to our potential customers, consumers out there. Um, and, and based on an organization's participation in today's digital uh, world, we're judged by our presence in the digital market well before our products and services were ever compared to competitors. So how we show up in the digital space is equally as important as the quality of the products and services that we provide. Um, and, and we, mark, as, as marketers, we're not just supposed to use the right digital technologies, but use them as such a high quality to build trust with consumers. And a simple example is an organization's website and presence on social media. Having a presence out there is no longer enough. We must produce high quality content that drives business activity. So it's really the right marriage between um, being out there and trusted, but producing the right type of content that's going to build trust with consumers, which will ultimately drive activity in digital age. That is very interesting that, you know, now the content, there is more emphasis on the content rather than just, you know, getting some, uh, you know, successful people to promote your product. It is more about the content and, you know, because people are getting so informed that, internet and connected computers has fundamentally changed everything. People are informed, people are educated, so they know what they are looking at. And that's where I think this content that you are talking about, content marketing and developing the content that provides value to customers has become very, very important. Now, how about marketing industry and professionals leverage digital disruption to enhance the customer experience and drive business value. I mean, one part is the content that you are talking about that you know, we, you are, my industry is already addressing that, but how else the customer experience can be enhanced? So I, I usually try to simplify this. And one of the topics that I teach in my digital marketing course 
is the ABCs of digital marketing. Because content marketing, while that's important, it, it fits in the overall context of the ABC system, which A represents acquisition. And it means what channels and strategy are you going to use to reach a potential customer. And content marketing, especially in the social space, really supports uh, the acquisition strategies that we, we design and execute for organizations. And that might include pay-per-click advertising, social media postings, and display advertising. Now, the B represents behavior. And what that means is, is once we've acquired a customer and driven them to, say, for example, our website, what's the behavior that we're going to drive them to? And we've got a lot of great digital technologies to help us develop the right experience to drive the right behavior so that websites simply aren't just no longer a repository of content. They actually have a defined behavior-based sales path that we would take customers through for self-education. And then the C represents conversion. Once they're within our website or whatever digital space that we're driving them to, how are we converting them to a customer? What are the actions that we're going to take to drive them to a, to a purchase? It could be electronically. It could be through direct communication with an organization. Uh, but with the increase in data and digital technology uh, and how it's adapted to mobile devices, it's critical that we define the right um, strategies within acquisition and conversion. I see, I see. No good analysis there. Now, who, I mean, there are so many different industries and sectors. I mean, if you look at a nation, if you look at all the components, government, industries, organizations, and academia, each within each, there are so many different uh, uh, sub-components. Now, based on your experience, who is right now aggressively addressing the disruptive marketing and uh, what industries you, and uh, sectors that you see are focusing more on trying to do the marketing in a different way what you know is working right now like disruptive marketing uh, and digital marketing how who is addressing that uh, we're, we're mainly seeing the primary drivers of of this in the technology um, we're seeing a dramatic in, increase in investment in technology-based products and technology even embedded in everyday products. So we're seeing the technology industries really as the critical driver here. Um, and it, it's been a dramatic shift. I mean, we're, we're seeing a lot of great effectiveness out there in the technology space. And then other industries are seeing what's working and what's not working and then adopting those very similar strategies. Uh, and it's and it's disruptive. I mean, in terms of of following the path of how consumers are gathering information today, and how consumers want to purchase products, and what type of products and services they're looking for, and we really have no choice across all industries to turn to the digital space uh, to try to attract customers and communicate effectively. So I guess that that's probably if you are a marketing officer, if you are a chief marketing officer for any entity. That is probably how you would, you know, address to develop a marketing plan and, uh, you know, address the changing needs of the marketing, the digital marketing. Now, what career titles work with disruptive marketing strategies and roles across different industries? We do see chief marketing officer. What other, you know, uh, titles you are seeing across uh, industries? You know, disruptive marketing, it's, it's more than just marketing. It's got a marketing name within it. 
Uh, but it's really a shift in the entire business model. And uh, it affects really most functional areas. So business must know that adopting and adapting to this is a, is a tremendous organizational shift that the entire organization must buy into. Marketing and product development slash management, they have a major seat at the table, but because innovation is meant to be disruptive, major shifts will occur in customer service and how we support users, accounting and how um, we report revenues and profits based upon changing pricing strategies, HR and the type of talent that's needed to hire, purchasing in terms of what hardware and software is necessary to support development. So. Um, it really affects the entire organization, and we have to adopt a tremendous culture shift from, from the top down. So it's not just marketing. Yes, yes, very true. Now, when it comes to digital markets, what is the biggest change you see from marketing professionals in how they prepare themselves or how they look at you know, their jobs, how they need to perform? What, what changes you see there? The biggest change I see... Um, really is in the area of identifying professionals with top strategic abilities along with a digital background to support um, shifts in marketing strategy and activities. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago that, that digital marketing was just really an emerging philosophy. Uh, and today we could easily find marketing staff members that understand how to use digital technology, but we're really lacking in our ability to strategically understand how digital can significantly impact revenue and profit growth. So when, when building business and, and marketing plans, understanding how, how digital is strategically woven into growth plans is really important. Uh, and we as marketing professionals must be in a constant state of learning in the digital world. Yes, very true. Now, so what is digital disruption to a marketing professional? Now, you said you also teach. Uh, at a grad school, uh, and you is the education uh, in the I mean academia and education are they prepared and are they implementing the changes that are necessary to train the you know coming uh, tomorrow of the marketing professionals or the students who are trying to become marketing professionals. So is the education material representative of the need for change and the need for new way of educating the, and preparing the marketing professionals? Yeah, in this particular area, I think we, we do a really good job at, at and with related to this area of digital disruption and innovation, um, but it's a snapshot. So um, as time moves on, it's a continuous learning process. So. So what, what I tell my students in the MBA program is that it's a constant keeping your finger on the pulse of what's occurring out there and what's changing so that your innovation process related to digital disruption is in constant change and it's evolving. Um, you know, but to a marketing professional, digital disruption it really to me represents a strong desire as a marketer to build an organization's brand so that it is viewed as an innovator in the market. Uh, and digital disruption, it has a lot of market power, the ability to, to set pricing as an example uh, based on perceived value than competitive comparison. If you really are the innovator and first to market, you have a lot of control over pricing. Uh, and, and marketers believe that strategic marketing and innovative products and services is the best formula for organizational success. 
Well, digital disruption in marketing and products is, is really what we strive for every day, and innovation is a, a big piece of that that not only affects marketing, but we want innovative products and services that we can bring to market. Yes, yes. Now, now we talked about how the technology industry is address, addressing the uh, digital marketing or disruptive marketing, but what about the other industries? How are they approaching this uh, disruptive marketing? I, I think in the area of of product innovation and digital disruption, we're seeing a lot of organizations that are are struggling in terms of how do we reinvent our products. And one of the one of the significant examples that I use is Kodak. So Kodak was a, a giant in the industry uh, in terms of cameras and film. And digital, they, they also had a patent in 1975 for a digital camera, but because of the lack of the innovation process related to bringing new products to life, uh, they lost their significant market share. So what we really want to see in, in terms of digital disruption is both on the side of how are organizations aligning themselves and preparing themselves for investing in constant innovation to better products, uh, and then from a marketing perspective, you know, the digital disruption in terms of how we bring those products to market is also very key. So yeah. the important aspect is speed. It's really speed of innovation. Yes, yes, and Kodak is a good example. Now, what is you hear this term low end disruption? So, what is that? What is the low end disruption, and why marketing industry and professionals uh, should not ignore it? So, low, low end disruption um, it, it can be defined in, in several different ways, but low end disruption is really about uh, a product that is fairly advanced in terms of the market is not necessarily ready to adopt the entire technology. Um, uh, one of the good examples that I use is, um, uh, is internet-based phones. When they were released, people were very slow to adopt that technology, but as it evolved and became better, adoption over time of that technology really disrupted land-based lines. And uh, phone companies that, that saw the um, um, these internet-based phones being introduced in the market really didn't move quick enough, and it caused it caused disruption. So that's how I define it as something that a piece of technology that is so forward-thinking that we know it'll take four, five, six, seven years to obtain widespread adoption of it, but it's a long-term strategy. Yes. Now, disruptive marketing and disruptive businesses are two different things. What are disruptive businesses and industries? And how are they approaching marketing differently? Can you give some examples for that? Well, I think what we what we see out there in different industries and how they're approaching market marketing differently really has to start with a really detailed analysis of where are your potential customers at, where are they communicating, and um, we're, we're seeing. And I'll talk in terms of type of business rather than industry because I, I really feel that across all industries the challenge is the same. But B two C organizations tend to adopt a, a, a better digital philosophy, but B two B organizations are moving at a much slower pace. And one of the things that I that I tell um, both companies that I work for as well as teach with my students is that a an individual, a human being is a human being, whether they are a B2B organization or a B2C organization. And the way that we research and locate and find and communicate about products and services really isn't all that different. So we're seeing the pace of 
of movement a little slower with B2B organizations and a little faster with B2C. And we want to encourage the pace to increase for B2B organizations. Yes. Now, if you are a business and you are looking to use disruptive marketing for any of the products that you have developed or any service or any initiative that you have, what, you, what should you be doing? Um, what really it starts with a number one, a major cultural shift. So as we talked about earlier in terms of making sure that your organization is aligned properly, it's got to start from the top down. And I think the other thing is, is that, um, once we adopt the philosophy internally of fast moving innovation process, um, it's designing the right approach to how are we defining the right products and services from a technology perspective and, and how are we tracking the effectiveness of our marketing efforts and what's the overall process that we're adopting from an innovation standpoint. The, the, the final thing is, is that data is at our fingertips these days and using all of this wonderful, I call it beautiful data in marketing uh, to help determine what should or we should not be doing is extremely important. Yes. Data is really good. But we have to also interpret that data in a way where it's useful to, to modify and mature our business practices. And sometimes data that shows some um, things that aren't working is more valuable than data that shows what is working. And I think if we have an approach, cultural approach of looking at what works and what doesn't work from a data perspective and then be able to translate that, it's a continuous loop, the culture, the innovation process, and, and the data analysis for us to help drive business change in a digital age. Yes, very, very true. Now, uh, how to know which business or which industries or which sectors are likely going to use disruptive marketing? Because with this big data analytics, like you just uh, talked about, there's so much data that is available that we can analyze and we can use it for our benefit. Is there an indicator by which we would understand that this sector or this industry is likely going to use disruptive marketing in the near future? I think what we're, what we're seeing really in the technology space, we're seeing so much innovation out there. And I'll use a few examples. Uh, Google's self-driving car, for example, is, is big. We're seeing how mobile technology is being integrated into automobiles as well. And I think we're going to see some pretty big shifts uh, in that industry in terms of how car manufacturers are partnering with, with uh, Google's self-driving software, for example, and how they're partnering with Apple to integrate mobile technology. And there's a lot of disruptions that are occurring out there in the marriage of hardware and, and software. Um, I think the other area that we're going to see is in telecommunications. We've already started to see a big shift in digital disruption there with on-demand video-based TV delivery. And right now, over-the-air uh, television, as well as cable television, is really struggling to, uh, to address the needs of the market, which is on-demand television. It's less commercial-based, and it's more subscription-based fees, but internet-driven. So I see those two areas as areas that I'm looking at very carefully of, of how they're being disrupted and, and the pace of change there. Yes. Now, what, what skill set is important for disruptive marketing? If you are preparing so many students for this disruptive marketing, what skill set do you think is important for them? But one, of the, one of the key aspects that I focus on within the class is um, we can easily learn the digital technologies out there. Um, so the skill set of learning the technologies is, while it's important, 
is not the skills that I see that are most missing. The two that I see that are most missing is our strategic abilities, our ability to look at a market, a product, a space, a set of consumers, and really determine what the right strategy is using our digital knowledge. So that's one big area. The other area that I feel that we've lost a little bit of ground on is our ability to be really creative in marketing, to design campaigns that cut through the noise, and we as consumers, as I said, are bombarded with more than 5,000 advertisements per day. We still need to be creative in terms of how we are designing and launching campaigns so that we're noticed out there. So it's really our strategic ability and our creative ability married directly with the skills of learning the technology. That is, uh, that is a good point. And uh, talking about strategy, what strategies can be used to respond to digital disruption? Well, one of the strategies is, um, is really constant market research. I think um, a lot of times as, as marketers, we see organizations that uh, really interpret the pace of the market or the direction based upon their own internal feelings. And um, market research and market data is really essential for every organization uh, in terms of being able to use that information effectively. So I call it voice of the market. So we want to use voice of the market activities to drive um, the directions that we're going rather than just our own internal knowledge of what we see. So it's, it's making sure that we've got a good approach to including the voice of the market in all of our decisions that we make. Yes. Now, entities across nations, it's government, industries, organizations, academia, they have and they are re-engineering their business processes and transforming their operations in order to survive and prosper in today's digital enabled world or digital global age. Now, which are some of the ones great brands that didn't see the coming of digital disruption and paid a heavy price? You already mentioned Kodak, but what other you know brands didn't see it coming and they are extinct right now? Yeah, Kodak is a really great example, and I think you know I like to look into the future rather than historically, and I think you know what we're what we're starting to see, as I mentioned, the telecommunications industry is in change. I think the automobile industry is another one. Uh, but I also believe, too, that tel the actual physical television sets are, are also ripe for disruption as well. I mean, we continuously hear that Apple is supposedly working on uh, a television set. But we're, we're seeing, I think, in the future, telecommunications, the automobile industry, as well as hardware devices like television are ripe for disruption, and I'm watching those industries very carefully to see which directions those go in and what's the pace of digital disruption in those areas. So from your assessment, they are next in disruption, uh, that you are uh, thinking that those are the next ones where we will see disruption. Correct. That's, that's, those are the markets and the industries that I'm looking at very carefully. Right, right. I mean, there are a lot of, I see that the, the movie business is also like Hollywood, you know, or anywhere, you know, in the world, the movie business is probably going to be disrupted because of the Netflix and, you know, all this, anyone can create movie now and, you know, upload it on YouTube book. I think book publishing also will be uh, disrupted printing and uh, transportation, obviously. And uh, if you look back, there's these uh, postal services, 
they have also gone, gone through through disruption and newspapers so there are many many sectors and industries that are going to you know face uh, this in the coming years and they have to start preparing for that now what are the implications of digital disruption for businesses and what does all this mean for marketers facing an uncertain future uh, you know, I think with with the uncertainty that's that's continuously occurring out there from a from a consumer behavior standpoint, I mean we're seeing a lot of shifts out there related to making sure that we're monitoring consumer behavior, and um, that's really driving the majority of shifts that we see within organizations. And tracking that effectively has been a real big challenge for companies. Yes, and it's important for us. To use the shift in consumer behavior to drive our own internal change. Yes, to gather that intelligence and to know that these kind of changes are coming. That is going to be the biggest challenge. Now, disruption of any kind brings unexpected changes. And the era of digital disruption is no different because every industrial revolution, you know, there has been so many changes that has happened. But this time, the pace, the rapid pace of the changes is probably ca catching everyone off guard. What changes do you see for, do you foresee coming? Uh, the changes really, I think, are around um, both, if you look at the external market and the internal market, I think the changes that we're going to see that will really impact us dramatically is the, the overall sophistication and the, the pace of how fast data moves these days. Um, we're slower to produce really high quality content that we could allow consumers to adapt to. Now, the, the pace of how quick, you mentioned the newspaper industry, uh, a huge shift in terms of content delivery and in terms of how content is, is, is driven. Mobile is another huge area that we're seeing as a major disruption and organizations are not adapting as quickly as they can to the pace of mobile technology and how mobile is being used to access information. So um, how we're presenting content uh, on computers versus mobile is extremely critical to our success. Yes, very true. Now, uh, let's focus more on digital disruption in sales and marketing. Based on your experience, you have been working with probably you know, many sectors and many industries. Can you share some notable success stories where the organizations or any business within any industry or sector, they have successfully used the digital disruption in sales and marketing together, like you said, that the boundaries are blurring between sales and marketing. Can you share some examples on that for that? Yeah, sure. I'll talk a little bit about the organizations that I've worked with in terms of what, what they've done to successfully adopt these changes. Um, and it's really been three major areas. So one is, is understanding that content accessibility uh, has shifted, as I mentioned, to more mobile devices uh, and ensuring that content is really accessible from handheld devices and tablets. Uh, two is changing the format of, of their content so that it's more video-based and less text-based. We're seeing a dramatic increase in how content is being delivered in terms of the medium. So less flat text, more video-based. Um, we're also seeing a shift in, in social media activity. So companies that have successfully adopted the change have really turned to social media and understanding how to ad adapt their content marketing strategies across all social channels has been a little bit tricky. But it's social media marketing is less about promotional in nature, but more about 
uh, the desire to want to foster communications. So companies who have successfully done that. The final area that I'll, I'll just I'll mention off the top of my head is, is e-commerce, is being able to sell products and services electronically. There's a huge desire out there to want to not necessarily pick up the phone and call or visit a store, but to purchase products online. And anything can be purchased online these days. And um, organizations, I think, that have been successful have adopted an e-commerce method of delivering products to, to their customers. Yes. Now, there are a lot of people who say that no marketing executive or any any chief marketing officer today can be a good marketer unless they become a good technologist in a digital global age. Do you agree that any chief marketing officer or any marketing executive that they need to be really good or expert in, in different technologies? I, I agree completely with that assessment. Um, but, but let's define technologists. So a good executive level marketer doesn't necessarily need to be an expert in the technology behind the channels that we use, uh, but rather how the technologies can and should be used uh, and how they're impacting their markets and their customers and what strategic shifts need to be made uh, to use those technology channels most effectively. Um, and when looking for executive level marketers, I still look for good strategic skills, first and foremost, that support the digital knowledge. And I always say that it's, it's critical to understand digital technologies. That's a little bit of an easier skill to learn than, than your strategic abilities. But I completely agree that it's, it's absolutely essential for a chief marketing officer to have a technology background but marry that with their strategic ability. Yes, now you made some really excellent point there that it is good to have an understanding of technology and to be able to use technology, but more important is the strategic skills, to be able to see, have the strategic thinking ability to see, foresee what kind of changes are coming your way or what kind of uh, new ideas and innovations are coming so you can be prepared for that. That's a good point. Now, the strength of digital technologies irrespective of social media or mobile technologies or data analytics or cloud, they all stem from how entities across nations, government, industries, organizations, academia, integrate themselves to transform their businesses and how they work. Now, looking at the current digital technologies, can you explain to our global viewers and listeners how the digital technologies work for marketing executives? Digital technologies, they work for marketing executives in several different ways. Uh, there's both customer-facing and there's also company-facing technologies. And, and customer-facing, as you mentioned, represents the digital channels that we use to reach customers for acquisition purposes. But, but what's really critical is company-facing are the technologies that combine sales and marketing data that helps to inform our business. And it's essential that... Uh, both are employed into an organic system to drive business growth. Data analytics, CRM, sales tools, all need to be internal systems that provide us with really detailed views of prospects and customer movements to help us move faster to gauge our, the changes that are occurring out there with customer behavior. Yes. Now, as digital strategy drives digital maturity, how many organizations or entities across uh, NGIOA 
from your perspective, have a clear and coherent digital marketing strategy. Do you think that all these different sectors and different industries and organizations, they are prepared, you know, and they have a digital strategy to drive the digital, uh, to, to drive towards digital maturity? Yeah, it continues to be a major, a major focus for organizations. And successful organizations with a digital marketing strategy, they continue to enhance and revise based on data. Uh, and I will say one thing. Uh, the struggle that organizations have is, is really defining a difference between digital strategy and a digital execution plan. So um, many companies blur the line between both. And a good digital strategy includes an analysis of, of consumer behavior in the digital space and how the companies will use the channels in an innovative way. So I would say that, that many companies, are, they are behind on this, but most organizations may have a documented digital tactical plan, but are really lacking on the strategic end of it, on defining a good strategic CMO level executive plan that, that marries strategy up with what the tactical executions will look like. Right, right. Now that's a good point. Now the history of technological advance across uh, nations, its government industries, organizations, and academia, if you look at it, it is scattered with examples of entities across, you know, their nations uh, boundaries focusing on technologies without investing in their respective organizational capabilities that would eventually ensure the successful implementation adaptation and impact now how would you overcome that for marketing because many organizations even governments they take up you know big uh, technology they you know deploy they download you know technologies or they implement whatever terminology we want to use uh, they do that. They get all these big technologies, but they don't prepare their organizations. They don't develop the capabilities that is necessary that should be in parallel with the technology implementation. So how would you, if you are, I mean, when you are a chief marketing officer for any organization, how would you overcome that for marketing? Yeah, you make a really good point. I, I personally believe that a balanced investment in both the technology solutions as well as the implementation is really critical. All too often, we see technology being purchased, but not implemented effectively. And if they're not implemented effectively, they won't be used effectively. And if they're not used effectively, driving business change in the way that it should be. Um, so businesses that understand that investment in both the technology and the implementation is really critical, they shouldn't skip on that investment, and they also shouldn't skip on the time it takes to properly train their workforces on how this is going to be used. And then finally, it represents a cultural shift. Uh, the, what we do on a daily basis changes with that technology. And, and ensuring that culturally that we're embracing that technology to, to, to use it on a daily basis is really essential. And to show how it's going to benefit us by using it is really important as well. Yes, very true. Now, what are some obstacles marketing entities across nations faces currently for digital transformation? The, the biggest one, is, which is quite simple and might seem very obvious, is shifting from how we've always done things in the past to changing on our, our approaches from a digital perspective. Um, we see a tremendous challenge out there with organizations who say they have the desire to want to shift to a new way of thinking but they don't know what it looks like and they're very challenged in terms of, of how they would move away from this is how we've done business the same for the last 20 to 30 years. 
So it takes a tremendous amount of change, which is the biggest obstacle of organizations look at themselves and say, we need to change ourselves internally in addition to changing what we do is the right marriage to approaching um, avoiding the obstacles and overcoming the obstacles in a digital age. Yes, yes, very true. Now, there is a growing acknowledgement that the world is rapidly changing and digitization and digitalization, they both are a must-have capability. Now, young people, this young generation, they, they want to work for digital leaders, irrespective of, you know, industry. Now, for industries and companies that are not acknowledging this, do they find difficulty in attracting the right, you know, youth force or the right, you know, uh, graduates coming out of uh, schools, grad schools, or you know, after undergrad, to you know, the, to attract the right marketing talent to come and work for them? Do you see those changes or challenges? I, I do. Those are big challenges out there, uh, and millennials represent a, a very different mind shift out there in terms of the the type of work and the type of companies that they're looking for. Uh, you know, young people, they were born in the age of technologies. And they, they don't know any different. And um, they, they want to be with progressive organizations that not only uh, in terms of their products and service offerings or have a technology focus and marketing as a technology focus, but also using the technologies internally as a business. Uh, and this could this is also including the ability for millennials to want to work remotely. And, and be able to dial in using technology so that it, it doesn't really matter where you're operating out from, you're still as connected as you were within a physical office. So yeah, I think young people uh, who were born in the age of technology, um, organizations are, that, that aren't adopting a technology philosophy are really finding a challenge to attract that talent. Yes, very true. Now, digital technologies are contested commons, just like cyberspace is a contested common everyone has access to it so for any entity to get ahead of their competitors using the technologies that everyone and anyone has access to doesn't allow them any inherent advantage and that's we have been talking we just talked uh, you know before a few minutes that strategy that's how you know it becomes very important so how do organizations differentiate and get competitive advantage. Strategy is definitely one thing as we discussed earlier, but how, what else they need to focus on to get competitive advantage when everything is you know, available to everyone? I, I think um, there's a few different ways that, that we could address that to obtain a competitive advantage. Um, one of them is I, I always like first to market. So if you're, you're first to market and you're, you're first to developing the right marketing activities in terms of messaging and innovative campaigns is essential for winning the competitive battle. Uh, but also quality is important as well. We've seen that um, people are willing to pay a premium price if they really see a high quality product out there. The perfect example is the cost difference between an Apple device and a Windows-based device, the, the perceived quality value uh, of an Apple device over Windows, people will pay a premium for it. So to be competitive, there, there's a number of different ways that we could, we could put, you know, first to market is really critical, product quality is really essential, and then the quality of the advertising practices and the marketing messages that we support um, really all drives a, a significant competitive advantage. Yes, very true. Now, marketing culture, 
plays a very important role in digital transformation. So how can entities across nations develop the right marketing culture for the digital transformation? What challenges do you see and what is the state of the uh, culture if you look at just the marketing department currently? Yeah, well, one of the comments I made earlier, uh, which really plays in well to, to this topic, is that we are all digital consumers today. And quite simply, we could just use our knowledge of how we as individuals use digital, apply that to our, our marketing practices is really essential. Um, a very simple example that I, I usually ask of people is when you are sitting at home in front of your TV and you see an advertisement of a product that you are interested in, What's the first thing that you do? The first thing you do is, is you grab your mobile device or your computer and you start to search. So what you find out there is really essential to our, our marketing processes and, and digital transformation. The other, the other thing I'll, I'll mention is, is test and try. Um, it's, it's important for us to use data to test different approaches to, to inform us of what's working and what's not working. And adopting that into our culture is really important because we can glean so much information from failures as we can also from successes. So you think that the technology as well as the data will be able to change the marketing culture? I, I do. I believe that. I believe that the data can change the culture. Um, I think that the data is really important for making very informed business decisions. So when we talk broadly about digital marketing fluency, do you think it is on the rise across nations and its industries? I think it's slowly rising, but I don't think we're at the pace yet where we need to be in terms of our digital fluency. Um, I would like to, I think, you know, if we, we segment it out by industry, we probably see a little more in uh, the technology space and, and much less in, in um, uh, you know, sort of B2B companies. But I, I don't, we're not getting there just yet. Our digital fluency is lacking well behind the technologies that we have at our fingertips. I see. So, if, I mean, looking at all these organizations across different sectors and industries, do you see the confidence in the leadership of, for its digital marketing fluency or the digital marketing initiatives? Uh, I, I see the, a strong desire out there to want to embrace it. I think the, the knowledge that exists internally to do it is, is lacking some. But the desire is, is really you know, the majority of the battle. So I see good desire, but I see a little less on uh, the knowledge internally on digital fluency to be able to properly execute on it. Yes. Now, uh, we have been talking about big data and strategy and how it all plays a very important role in disruptive marketing or digital marketing. So based on your experience, do you see I mean, we know that the big data is the fuel energizing the digital marketing, but do you see how, you know, effectively organizations are using the big data to drive the digital marketing transformation? I see, what I see today is a good amount of big data that exists within the organizations. The piece that we need to get better at is the translation of the data to improve our, our business practices. So certainly there's a, a widespread belief and, and purchasing of the technologies to support big data. But what we really need to focus on then is translating the data into actionable um, uh, executions, tactics, and strategies for the organization. 
I see. Now, you are chief marketing officer and you have been every single day uh, either educating, you know, preparing the young marketing professionals, digital marketing professionals, or you are doing that for some organization. You are, you know, leading their marketing strategy and you are trying to help them uh, develop the disruptive marketing strategy or implementing that. So what is that one thing you would like to change as to how marketing professionals strategize digital transformation? Uh, I, the one thing that I want to see more of is I want to see more um, analysis of, of their markets and their consumers to drive the actual strategic planning. I think it's a big missing piece with the organizations that I work with is to start there. Uh, there's there's a, uh, several different ways and strategies and tactics that we could employ. And instead of doing a try and fail approach, doing the upfront research on their industries, um, the movements of competitors, the uh, how their consumers are accessing data and where they're accessing data and the type of content that they would prefer to consume, doing that upfront research is where I want to see more. I want to see more focus from a, a chief marketing officer and a marketing function within organizations to drive uh, what their tactics will be. That, that's, those are good points and good suggestions. Sean, I'm, uh, I have taken too much of your time. Uh, I would like to thank you. Uh, you agreed to participate in Risk Roundup and you shared your thoughts and wisdom and insight into how the marketing industry is changing rapidly and what different factors are necessary to prepare to do the effective marketing, digital marketing or disruptive marketing in this digital global age. And uh, I'm sure our global viewers and listeners are going to benefit tremendously from what you had to say today. They would be able to help prepare themselves for this digital global age and to create the strategy and uh, uh, technology understanding that is necessary to effectively market in this digital global age. So thank you so much for that, uh, Sean. Thank you very much. So digital disruption is already here. Given the massive changes we have seen in the media, advertising, uh, many other uh, industries, other sectors, speculation that similar shift will spread across each nation or its government, industries, organizations, and academia is only natural. It is just a matter of time. Digital disruption and transformation is about people and processes. It is a people and its ability to define processes, adjust, adapt, and innovate, and not just technology that are the most important pieces in the NGIOA digital transformation puzzle. It is important that each one of us, each entity across NGIOA start thinking strategically about how digital disruption is changing the way we live, the way we work. As the digital revolution is seen everywhere across nations, its government industries, organizations, and academia, it is important to identify, understand, and acknowledge the inherent risk of the digital transformation brought on by a digital global age and be prepared for our very survival and sustainability. Risk Group Cybersecurity Risk Research Center and Strategic Security Risk Research Center are created for this very reason to identify, evaluate, and manage the risk facing NGIOA in CGS and discuss, debate, and define necessary framework, structure, processes, tools, and technologies 
to manage the security risk of not only the digital global age, but also of the coming technological superconvergence. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as manage of management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if we build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risk together. For more information on risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup videos, or to hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com. And do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree Pandya, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.